You. Please announce everyone's name. Okay. That's Roy. That's Josh. Sam. That's Cody. That's Nicholas. That's Michael. That's Phil. And I am Lars. <laughs> Lars? What kind of name is that? Where are you from? Far away. Paging Mr. Herman. Poop again. Party on, dudes. In five, four, three, two. Extreme close up. Jess, when you, we had just watched, I don't know, you know, are you, you're familiar with the ESPN 30 for 30s? Yes. Like, okay. We just watched, they just did one called Long Gone Summer, and it's about the 1998 home run race, Mark McGuire and Sandy yeah. Sosa. Were you guys in St. Louis for that, or were you still in Indiana? Because it was 98, so that would have made you probably 11, 12 years old. Yeah, we were out of town at that time, but we've always been diehard Cardinals fans. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we loved Mark McGuire. Yes. And I remember my parents going to the grocery store, I think, and grabbing a newspaper mm -hmm. so that we could check because we didn't always get the stations. This was mm -hmm. before, right. at least for us, before we had big pay-per-view or, right. yeah. um, all, like, you know, a like million cable stations. stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. And so we didn't always get it when we lived out of state. But we would get the newspaper and flip to the sports, mm -hmm. and it would show... Barry Bonds hits this, and they yeah. always showed, you know, the mm -hmm. numbers of home runs and things like you that. You mean Sammy Sosa? Yes. Yeah. I know Actually, Barry, Barry I'm Bonds. Thinking of the Barry, Barry Bonds, Bonds one. broke it later. I know. Yeah. You're right. I know what you I meant, though. Don't yeah. think that's what I was thinking. I'm actually, I don't you're think right. You, Thanks for correcting me. I don't think me. you were even alive when that happened. <laughs> come to think of it. Well, when later on, when he was really yeah. at it, yeah, I do. I remember. Yeah that but you're right i think i had both i think a lot of you Cardinals fans, Barry Cardinals Bonds fans especially i think were really angry at barry bonds because it's one of yeah. the things where the 61 home runs lasted for 37 years for that and then 70 only lasted three years yeah so right but that's what the steroid era brought yeah i asked uh because yes you being a cardinals fan also the, uh, the baseball season has started because it's the summer it's very late started in the dog days of summer here um, another thing that can be associated with summer is summer camp. Yes. Which that is uh, what today's subject of the season two Radcast finale is centered around. We'll get to that here in just a moment. But welcome back in, everybody, to the Radcast. I'm Steven. I'm Matt. And we are excited because I'm very loud. Being outside, <laughs> we're outside again. And I'll tell, so I'll, I'll tell you. Fiddle with the, with the knobs I'll here. tell you why we're outside here in just a second. Um, if you've been listening the last few weeks, you know why we're outside. But yeah. season two finale, we're going to end it here right at the end of July. And then we're going to take August off. And we're going to come back season three big and bad and ready for Halloween. Yes. So stay tuned for that. But for right now, we are, again, we're outside, and we're joined by our very special guest. We were here just a few weeks ago with her husband, Jeremy, but who cares about that guy? Yeah. When today's... He talked about wetting his bed or whatever he yeah, did when he was exactly, a kid. Exactly, wetting yeah. he slept in the girls' room. Boy feelings. Some, uh, yeah. Something like that. He used to 
inconspicuously go to the women's room. Yeah. And if you still wanna, does. Yes, still exactly. does. He still tries to put on that little girl voice when he goes yeah. in there. If you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to the yes. episode a few weeks ago. But we are back in the backyard, uh, back on the back patio of Casa de Weed with Jess Weed making her third appearance here on the Radcast. Jess, how's it going? Yeah, it's going really great, guys. I'm very excited to see you both. Yes. You know, it's tough when a world pandemic hits mm-hmm. and you can't see some of your favorite people. And I am, it just blesses me and makes me so excited just to see your <laughs> yeah, faces. Excited to see you just too. to see your top half of yeah, your exactly. faces. Exactly. Wearing masks yes, right we're wearing now. masks again. Uh. If we want to be with one another recording, we must it's wear masks. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. The way of the world. Uh, well, you know, this uh, is better than nothing, though. Exactly. I'd rather exactly. look at the top half of mm-hmm. your faces yeah, exactly. and be able to discuss one of our favorite movies ever. Exactly. I was just about than to say. not be able to see you and talk with you guys and shoot the stuff mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm thankful yeah. that we're here, and I'm thanks for having me. Not yeah. only excited to see you, just to see you, just to mm-hmm. hang out, but I've been excited, really excited since yesterday yep. to <laughs> about this episode to talk about a movie that has yeah. brought us together in years past and we have all grown up with. Yes. And it's the probably within us three might be, if you had to tally up quotes from movies we do, because we quote mm. movies a lot. All the time. Makes us fun at parties. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at but, least uh, three of us think we're fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you had to tally up how many movies we quote from, I would say this one might be like, top top mm-hmm. of the list i was gonna say yeah. top three for sure yeah, yeah top three yeah so here on the season two finale we are talking about on its 25th anniversary it's not february was the 25th yeah. anniversary but 2020 is the 25th anniversary the classic heavyweights oh my so gosh so we are so excited to talk about this movie but before we get I'm into it skinny tony <laughs> so am i so am for the last time this be a season, lot of that yes <laughs> for the last time this season matt wanted to let everybody know where they can find us so you can find us on instagram we're at the radcast you can find us on twitter we're at t radcast t for the uh find us on facebook we're the radcast go follow go like us on there follow us on instagram follow us on twitter Go find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure to go download, follow, subscribe, however you do that, wherever you get your podcast fix. Mm-hmm. And wherever you're able, um, give us, you know, five-star review. Give us give us a nice little, you know, yeah. give us five stars. Give us a review. It helps it with the algorithm. You like us, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Especially the algorithm of Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. That really helps is those yeah. reviews that... Helps to make you more visible. Yeah. So so with all that out of the way, let's go right to why we are here today. <laughs> and we are all chomping at the bit. I have so much to say. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get into heavyweights. Everybody wants to be closer to free. Yes. The Bodines <laughs> is the first thing you hear when uh, when the movie opens up on that clock in the hallway yes. of the school. It's it, it's Woo-hoo! yeah. It's yeah. I know for me for me it's kind of seared into my brain not just because. I've seen the movie so many times, but because we had a VHS tape, it was our mom recorded it. It's probably off of like the Disney Channel or yeah. movie channel, yeah. and uh, it, I remember distinctly being like four or five years old, and the tape said heavyweights on it. I remember being curious about it, so our mom put it in. And that's the first thing you see, so that yeah. is forever in my head. Well, it starts um, the with that song. For me, it starts a trend of whatever songs are in this movie mm-hmm. now when i hear those songs i can only think of this yeah. movie oh, so yeah. freak out um yeah. 
Yeah, the Bodines. <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever the song is playing during the softball game. Like mm-hmm. anytime I hear those songs, it's images of heavyweights yep. are in my head. Exactly. Jess, when was the first time that you saw heavyweights? Um, my brother rented it from Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom rented it for him because she thought, you know, it was kind of for older kids. Right. Um, but of course, being the younger siblings, you always tend to watch your older siblings' mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. probably before you should. But right. I remember loving that movie. And yeah. um, I remember my mom hearing a couple of like the cuss words and things yeah. like that and thinking, ah, oh, you know, might be too old for you guys. It's but, a Disney movie, I promise. <laughs> right. Well, I don't think it was back then, though. it's it's tough because i there's multiple stories on as far as like who judd because it's written and i'll I'll get into more specifics here in just a second but it's co-written by judd apatow and stephen brill who also stephen brill directed this he directed mighty ducks Ducks. uh he directed uh mighty ducks 2 all the mighty ducks um he's also like in the wedding singer he's in a lot of happy madison movies yep um but we watched the commentary last night and before we watched the commentary, there's not a lot known about the making of the movie until the Blu-ray was released in 2012. And mm. then there's things uncovered yeah. and everything like that. But from what I heard before the Blu-ray came out is it was written and distributed by another company. And cause you can clearly tell in the movie, there are things dubbed m- over, dubbed over their yeah. things, right. mouth, like, to quote it, like in the go kart race, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not skipping all of, but just as an example, in the go kart race, the the camp MVP or who or the MVP camper who's racing Jerry, you can see he mouths shit, but yes. it goes shoot, yeah. Yep. So like, there's that, and then Josh's no the one see more butts, the see more yeah. butts joke, which I actually have what the actual joke that was one of the deleted scenes is him telling the actual joke. Yeah, and I have that written down, and we're not gonna go scene by scene. No. We're gonna jump yeah. all over the place. Yeah, but. Um, but, all that yeah. to say, but then yeah. when when the camp MVPers during the whole uh, montage of Jerry riding to his grandma, apparently it's because I read back way back in like yeah. the early two thousands when I first discovered IMDb. I looked up heavyweights, and somebody in the message board said they saw it in theaters. And originally in theaters, uh, when the camp MVP campers go by in the boat, instead of "you stink, you stink, you stink," they were saying things more like derogatory things yeah. like the like derogatory you'd say towards like homosexuals or yeah. to, like so stuff like that yeah and like saying maybe like fat asses it but it was stuff that was like super like the movie itself is like not clean for like a disney movie right and it's really risque and it's really like dark humor and we'll dive more into that so you can tell it was it seemed like it was written for somebody else but mm-hmm. then disney's the one who picked it up yeah so they're like okay we got to clean up a bunch of stuff yeah right. so i don't know that's still kind of shrouded in mystery yeah. for me because on the commentary judd apatow and Stephen Brill were talking like they wrote it for disney yeah, like some disney of the stuff they're saying they're like yeah disney it. didn't necessarily like our dark humor yeah <laughs> so i've heard i've heard a bunch of stories the facts that we give today are going to be straight from like the commentary Judd Apatow, Stephen Brill gave mm-hmm. at least what I have down. Yeah, because we, like I said, Jess, we watched the commentary last right. night. Um, so you see, you've, we've seen the movie enough to where like I didn't need to hear everything that was going on. Yeah. But sure. Whatever, whatever we say will just be from the co-writers. But growing up, there's just there's still not a lot about heavyweights. Yeah, out it's there. true. But you know, every once in a while, 
I'll find somebody who yeah. quotes it or something, mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm like, no way. Yeah. One of my um, good friends uh, in college that I played on the field hockey team, which mm-hmm. she and I were co- uh, co-captains together, her name's Miranda, she and I would quote it in college all the time, mm-hmm. and nobody else on the entire yeah. team knew this movie, knew what we were talking about, right. what she did. Yeah. You know, or there's one guy from my church who did, and every once in a while he'll post something, and it's just, yeah. it's. but there are very few of them, yeah. mm-hmm. few people that I know. Yeah. But yeah. before we get into, like, the facts, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you had to give 20 words or less, why do you love this movie? Oh, oh boy. Because uh, I know you love it, and oh I love gosh, it, but I yes. want to know if you couldn't give a marathon, but you could only give 20 uh, words. Yeah. Why do you love this that's, movie so much? Oh man, that's deconstructing it. Like, because uh, it's a lot of it's based on feel. It's I love it because a Jerry Garner reminded me growing up reminded me of our friend Jake Vilawal. Who's Jake? Who's Jake? Who's been duh, on the Jake show? Who's been on the show? He's one, one episode yeah. away from the Five Timers Club. Yeah. I must say it. It he is. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of kind of how like I love it because when I was a kid, I wanted them to be my friends. Yeah. And I always wanted my camp experience mm-hmm. to be that way. Cause camp, well, original camp hope before Tony Perkis like takes over the camp. Mm-hmm. I always thought like, Oh man, if I could have gone to a camp, like, you know, camp hope pre Tony Perkis, I, that would have been awesome. I just think it reminds me of childhood. It's funny. It was one of the first comedies I remember watching. Um, I don't know. Like in tw- that's more than twenty words. Yeah. But I I love it because it reminds me of childhood, yeah. and it's genuinely funny. Like it, the 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 kids, the kid actors and the way they're written, they're not written condescendingly like as kids. Like yeah. it was one of the first instances I saw to where kids were written equal to adults. Because yeah. yeah. you think about and sorry I didn't mean it. No, uh, this, yeah, you, I'm having a tough time. Like right, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll, 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 yeah. I can start talking about it and then it's maybe it'll jog you're something. Like, I love it, and inside me I feel it, and I have such a deep connection mm-hmm. to it. It's like, but when it comes to articulating it, it's like it, there's no cohesive thoughts. It's just oh, I think warmth and because childhood. It's, and it's so funny. It's, honestly, yeah. it's a movie that's very malleable. Yeah. Um, some movies are they're very much of their time, of either when it was released. Or when you watched it, yeah. So y- you you watch it because you grew up with a movie like let's just say a kids movie from Disney around this time, Blank Check. Yeah. yeah. So a movie like I just introduced my kids to that about yeah. a week ago, two yeah. weeks ago. Mr. Macintosh. So like, yeah. Yep. So something like Blank Check, which the first time it was the first time I watched it since I was a kid, uh, probably like last year we watched it with you guys. We it was, oh it was uh when you guys first got Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. So like right kind of at the yeah. end of last year. And you guys hadn't seen it, or you hadn't it, seen it in a seen while. It in years. It, it, we, yeah. it had been we, since we were really we'd young. We watched it like on one of the movie channels growing up, and then our mom would rent the VHS. So we, I'd, I'd seen it maybe too enough to remember a lot of like yeah. a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff from it. Um, but watching it again, to me, through an adult's eyes, it's one of those things where I'm like, eh, like the, the Preston is, he's not endearing. He's kind mm-hmm. of a brat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the villains are great. You know, it's one of those things where I just watch it, and I'm like, this is definitely something written in mind that's fantastical for kids. Right. Yeah. Heavyweights. And it's very of its time. Yeah. Heavyweights is something to where, sure, depending on who you ask, they can say, okay, you're watching it with rose-colored glasses. Yeah. But quite honestly, 
it's I say it's malleable because it's malleable in the way to where it means you enjoy it one way as a kid. Yeah. And then as you get older, you start to appreciate kind of what Judd Apatow and yeah. Stephen Brill were doing. You start to appreciate the performance of mm-hmm. Ben Stiller when you find out how gung ho yeah. he was and and creating that character. So you you it's like it's like a it's like a good onion. Yeah. The was, more you experience it, the more you peel back, the more you see oh. That's why that's funny, or oh, that's yeah. crazy that this is like this type of humor is relevant now, but you you appreciate it as an adult for how like ahead of the pack it was. Yeah. But as right. a kid, you just like it because it's it's a, a kid with it's his a new, bunch of kids around a, your age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, I think I like it for the fact that you carry it with you, but it's not like dated for the most yeah. part. I I I was thinking about it because I was like, what sets this apart? from all the other kids movies we grew up with and that we love mm-hmm. but we love them now mm-hmm. because we loved them when we were kids right and it's easy to say when something doesn't hold up i think this holds up and i think it's so good because judd apatow and stephen brill when they wrote it i feel like if i were to get inside their heads they what they wanted to write was not necessarily it's a kids movie it's a kids movie it's a kids movie but more so we're writing a comedy that just has kids as the main characters mm-hmm. so there wasn't that like that bend of oh we're gonna have a lot of wacky corny like yeah. scenarios or corny like moments that you might yeah. get in like in like a man of the house or something like mm-hmm. that well yeah. i think it's you know if you were to ask me the question i mm-hmm. i would have two different answers right mm-hmm. i liked it as a kid because of the camaraderie, yes. I think, yes. amongst that, the, all the kids, good, with yes. the relationship with Pat and yes. the kids, yes. and just having that hero be somebody as you know unlikely or whatever, but he's yeah. incredibly lovable. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about yep. Pat yeah. Healy in a little bit. Yeah. Yes. But my answer Pat now Finley. would be because it's hilarious, mm-hmm. because I so can appreciate, like you said, Ben Stiller. When I was a yeah. kid, I really didn't know much about Ben Stiller. I just thought, oh, that's Tony Perkis, and he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, Ben Stiller is hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's so perfect for this role. Yeah. I love the banter. I, I, you know, I love all of his lines. And lunch has been canceled due to his a lack, lack of, of hustle. hustle. Deal yeah. with it. Life you know, section. his attitude or obsession. and devilog. <laughs> I mean, all of it. I love it. I love Lars. I love. Mm-hmm. You can just appreciate so much more yes. Jeffrey Tambor. He hasn't lost a pound. Yes, you know, all of those more. things that you don't really catch as a kid, but you yeah. get as an adult. Mm-hmm. Is, I love the humor part of it now as mm-hmm. an adult, and yeah. I love the camaraderie part yes. of it what's, when I was a kid. Great is you, and then you, you morph them together, of exactly. course, you, into you, one answer. You bring it with you instead of just okay. I liked that as a kid, but now I like this, and that's just that's childish. The thing. When they're all fighting against Tony. Mm-hmm. They've, they're all coming together to work together as friends. And then you've got Pat and Tim and Nurse, Ju- Nurse Julie um, <laughs> that are surrounding these kids and supporting these kids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, uh, burp, we're, we're, all, we're all drinking uh, alcohol. Um, so we're, we're kind of stopping ourselves to burp. Taco Bell Speak coming for back yourself. Up. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You're oh, drinking. Never mind this large glass of wine. wine. Never this. mind my um, Bob the Builder cup of water there here. There you oh. go. Can we build it? Yes, we can. <laughs> um, but camaraderie is such a great word to describe it. Mm-hmm. And 
I think I think I was overthinking it a bit, but well, you you, you kind of you kind of it. took my fragments and was like, I think you mean camaraderie. It's yeah. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, as you get older, that's how I know it was written so effectively because as I'm older, I'm finding new things about characters I kind of paid no mind yeah. to, like and even like the the smaller quotes. Because that's the thing with movies, we'll pick out the smaller quotes and yeah. quote those. And so, like when you have like a Kenny the Cameraman quote, rock and or roll, rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> I much, still say that. We were talking to Jeremy um, while you were you were putting the kids down, and we were saying that Lars, and we'll get into our favorite characters, right. I know, but yeah. literally everything Lars says is funny yeah. to some degree. And I, everything, I, everything, everything, every single thing he says yeah. is funny. And when I was For a kid, sure. I paid no mind to Lars, which is be- crazy because I was because yeah, like like you'd said, Jess. Tony was just this fanatical lunatic, mm-hmm. but what I paid attention to was the kids and Pat, and I didn't pay any mind to Lars. But as I get older, Lars, it, everything he says is gold. We're gonna we have I've I posed the question to you guys that we'll get. I mean I know we keep saying this, but we will get to it later. I posed the question to where if you could pick out like your five favorite quotes slash like ones you use all the time. I was having a hard time thinking of stuff that wasn't Lars. Right. Right. So Lars is great. Um, He's I mean, even got the best. And I watched the deleted scenes because mm-hmm. they're on the special features of the Blu-ray. Yeah. And uh, e- extended scenes. And literally the only good deleted scene was one with Lars. Yeah. And he had more quotes that I'm like, I might add that quote to my list. Yeah. And it's not even in the movie. Yeah. So. so before we get further... I want to kind of get down kind of what we what we do with the Radcast Rentals. Oh, yeah, this is a Radcast Rental, everybody. Yeah. So what we do with the Radcast Rentals, if you're new to this, we'll, we'll spiel for a little bit, um, and then I'll give sign, kind of some, uh, some facts and figures about the movie, the director, writer, who's in it, box office, all that good stuff. So Heavyweights was directed by Stephen Brill. Again, like we mentioned earlier, written by Judd Apatow. And for those of you who don't know, like ever since like 2005, at least Judd Apatow has been one of the heavy hitters yeah. in comedy. Yeah. As far as like writing and directing goes, there are some things, Virgin knocked up. There are some like, things in in here that are precursors to like super bad. Right. Like you could tell, like through this and like Freaks and Geeks and stuff, he started yeah. to really mold yep. his style of humor. Yeah. Uh, it was released February 17th, 1995. Uh, box office brought in 17.6 million worldwide, so not like wasn't super successful. This would be classified as a cult classic, if anything, yeah. uh, which is crazy when you grow up with certain movies. When you're like, wait a minute, that's a cult classic? Yeah, I thought it was pretty, pretty well known. That was super popular. But, but, but it goes back to kind of what Jess was saying that you're almost this exclusive club right. if you've seen this movie. Yeah, like I posted a status about watching it, like when mm-hmm. we were watching yeah. it on Thursday. I posted a status about it. And I can't tell you how many people, like guys I worked with, were like, you know, oh, I, I say devil log all the time. Right. Or like someone at our church was like, in our house, we constantly say, oh, look, a deli meat. You right. know, so it's like, I forget that, like, this was a seminal piece of a lot of people's childhood. Yeah. Like, I, a buddy of mine from a job that I used to have, um, I'm not being like secretive like I was a gigolo or anything, <laughs> but I'm just saying at my last One job. One of my previous occupations. <laughs> gigolo. Um, <laughs> Way to be but, secretive uh, about it. But uh, um, I'm, I'm not a gigolo You may have or heard anything. of it. Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, got, I got a lot of Silver Fox female friends. Um, but uh, We know. Uh, Stop bragging. Okay, sorry. Hey, it's Are my show. Are you sure? <laughs> um, but a buddy Little of mine. Little Rascals is next season. Yes, a buddy of mine. <laughs> 
And I, we connected through heavyweights because in the break room, he was watching the best of Tony Perkis. <laughs> and oh, every yes. now and then, he'd be at one of the desks, like we would quality check at, and he would just be looking at me and he'd be like, Fat is out of here, mister. And we just <laughs> we're going like, to do it together. Oh my God. <laughs> and we would just go off on quotes and stuff. Yeah. Um, but where was I? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, but it, it's a testament to like yeah. how unifying it can be, yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Ben Stiller is Tony Perkis. Uh, he wasn't, he asked not to be credited for the role uh, because wow. it was. I don't know exactly why he was still like the Ben Stiller show had just been canceled and he just did reality bites. Yeah. So I don't think he knew if he wanted to be an actor or a director. Hmm. So he was like, maybe don't put my name on this one. Not cause, not cause he was ashamed of it yeah. because I watched something from a few years ago to where he, he speaks, he's kind of like a low key guy anyway, yeah. but he, he speaks as glowingly mm-hmm. as he could being who he is, like being like low key Ben Stiller. But he said he had a lot of fun working yeah. on it, so isn't well, that sure? Isn't that also why Lars is on the cover in the sandwich bread yeah, instead like, of like Tony? So, so yeah. like Lars is like the figurehead of like the Perkis Power crew. Yeah. on there, which um, I'm kind of okay with slightly. Yes. That's yes. totally because yeah. I love Lars. Yeah, Lars uh, I just kind of wish they could have put him. I understand yeah. now, now yeah. that you've explained yeah. it, but I'm okay it was, with Lars. It's funny during the uh, the commentary. So the commentary was Judd Apatow, Stephen Brill, Alan Covert, who played Kenny the Cameraman, Aaron Schwartz, who played Jerry. Uh, Sean Weiss, who played Josh, mm-hmm. and Tom Hodges, who played Lars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Paul Feig called in later. Cool. Uh, they asked Tom Hodges, they're like, what accent is that? And he's like, it's... it's far away. Far away. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, exactly. like, I have, he's like, I have no idea. He's like, I have no idea. just a it. random foreign accent. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. Which makes it even better. What's great is he stayed consistent with it, too, because if you're not going for something specific, sometimes yeah. you can go in and out yeah. of something else. Yeah. Um, but Tom McGowan played pat finley pat finley's who, the best when i was a kid we would watch sabrina the teenage witch mm-hmm. and tom mcgowan and paul feig were both in that and i was yeah. like oh it's it's tim and pat yeah. tom uh, mcgowan is one of those actors that if i ever saw him in any in anything and he was like a villain or a terrible person it would break my heart yeah because pat finley was the was the physical was the representation of all the cool teachers coaches counselors mm-hmm. i ever had that just were really chill and encouraged us to kind of be silly mm-hmm. and just kind of give us our space yeah. to do that mm-hmm. right and just kind of be like all right take take it easy guys you know like yeah. when he's leaving the chipmunk bunk he's like all right captain i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of here take it easy guys you yeah know, i'm like oh that's pat they all love him uh paul feig is tim which is this is when he was just an actor. Right now, of course, he's known for like yeah. Bridesmaids and The Heat and the new Ghostbusters. What do you mean new Ghostbusters? That yeah. is the Ghostbusters. Okay, you're right. Um, <laughs> Leah Lyell, who played Julie, Nurse Julie. Like you said, Tom Hodges, who played Lars. Steel Magnolias. Yep. Oh, yeah. Lucas. 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 Yeah. Uh, Aaron yep. Schwartz played Jerry Garner. Sean Weiss played Josh Birnbaum. Keenan Thompson played Roy. He's this is brilliant yeah, well, in this movie. Yeah, this is even before like all that. All the yep. kids are so good in this mm-hmm. movie. They're uh, appear- fantastic. Oh yeah. Appearances by Jerry Stiller and Ann Mira as the Bushkins. Jeffrey Tambor as Maury Gardner. <laughs> and Alan Covert as Kenny the cameraman. Yes. Alan Covert would go on. I mean he's he's Adam Sandler's best friend in the wedding singer. Yeah. He's in all his Happy Madison movies. He's the caddy in Happy Gilmore. Exactly. Yeah. What's funny Mr. Gilmore, I'm your caddy. I'm your caddy. <laughs> uh, Judd Apatow, who's married to Leslie Mann. Yep. 
who all you George of the Jungle fans out there, she's, she's Ursula. Ursula. <laughs> um, on one of their first dates, he showed Leslie Mann heavyweights because he wanted to impress her. Yeah. So it must have worked because they're married. Didn't you also say, or did they Why say? Why would it not work? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Didn't didn't they also say in the commentary that Alan Covert had a perm? They will. Well, the, the thing is, they they had him get a perm. Because, <laughs> I love that because, um, like Ben Stiller, Judd Apatow, like Paul Feig, Stephen yeah. Brill, all kind of ran in the same circles. Yeah. with Alan Covert as well, and Alan Covert and and Stephen Brill became part of like the Happy Madison yeah. crew. So like their thing with all those movies is how can we mess with Alan Covert? Oh yeah. So like yeah. they're like. Can you go get a perm, <laughs> Kenny the cameraman? Oh, that's and, great. Uh, I mean, and, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, he said he was just slumming it as a waiter at that yeah. time. He's like, he's like, like heavyweight, heavyweights got me to quit my job as a waiter. So he's like, sure, I'll do it. Of course. Um, speaking to the Happy Madison kind of connection, Jess, this was something that brought up in the commentary. I'd like to get your thoughts on kind of how different the movie might have been because it's so, according to Judd Apatow, they wanted to do a Meatballs style camp movie. So for those of you unfamiliar, oh, yeah, the movie yeah. Meatballs is an early '80s summer camp kind of under, like kind of another cult classic, like not so well known. Yeah. It, it's got a it's got a young Bill Murray classic in it. camp movie. Yeah, uh, it's more so centered around the counselors and their escapades, and the kids kind of take a backseat or play yeah. into the situations. So they wanted to do something more like that. And Judd Apatow, and Stephen Brill wanted Adam Sandler and Chris Farley to be counselors. Hmm. So. I'm curious. I was blown away yeah. by that. I had so no idea. I know just kind. Of, I know you could probably, if you had time to think about it, you might be able to think of a, uh, might be able to think of something. But just kind of on the spot, how do you think the movie would have been different with Chris Farley and Adam Sandler in it? I mean, Chris Farley, Chris Farley and Adam Sandler each have their talents that, you know, we love their movies. Yeah. We want to watch their movies over and over again. We quote all their movies over yeah. and over again. They're very likable guys. They're hilarious. Um, they're just really warm. But I think the movie would have been louder. Yeah. Um, yep. It would have been it, very centered around those yeah, two. I yeah. I think they might have taken the show a little bit, whereas the real stars of this mm-hmm. movie are the kids. Yeah. And Pat. Yeah. Um, specifically, which I really like that about this movie. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling, you know, in every Adam Sandler movie, he's always the loudest one in the room, but yep. he's also hilarious. And you can yeah. appreciate that, mm-hmm. that kind of humor. Same with Chris Farley. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's not known for being quiet. Yeah. He's known for being loud and over the top. And that's what makes him Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that's great. But I think the movie would have just been different. I think the yeah. tone would have, have mm-hmm. would have been different. For sure. I think we still would have loved it because yeah. we yeah. love both of them. Mm-hmm. But I think we would have loved it for different reasons. Yeah. Um, than what we've given so far about this movie. Yeah, exactly. It definitely, yeah, definitely would have been loud, kind of more bombastic. Especially um, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley in at, in 95. Yeah. So, so I think Billy Madison, like right. Adam Sandler. If Chris Farley were more of the Pat Finley character, you take a scene like where right after the dance, Jerry is sitting in kind of the go-kart track, yeah. and he's sitting in a go-kart, and he has a heart-to-heart with Pat. I think Chris Farley could have definitely pulled that off. Yeah, for sure, because he could yeah. play like really, really tender, sincere. Hard, yeah, really yeah. sincere. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Black Sheep, kind of at the beginning, his character uh, is kind of he he oversees a youth center. So he like they're playing a football game and he's like, oh, my God, what? Like there's a new kid and he makes it seem like the new kid like 
hurt him and he's bleeding. Catch he's up, like, catch up, pack it. it. Yeah. Like, so you would have gotten the, oh, what are we doing today, Chris Farley? But he's like, come on, man. Like, da 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 da. Like, you, you would have gotten Chris Farley a la Tommy Boy or Black Sheep. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like you said, I think the kids would have taken a back seat if mm-hmm. it was more of a Meatballs type movie. Yeah, in this ensemble, and with Meatballs. Since the kids take a backseat, there's not as much attention paid to how well they perform. Right. Whereas with this, the ensemble is just too good. Mm-hmm. And it's a right. who's who of 90s kid actors. Yeah. And when I say a who's who, of, I mean like Keenan Thompson, Sean Weiss, and Aaron Schwartz. Yeah. Everyone else is kind of in the background, mm-hmm. but they're all good in their roles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's amazing. And I've never really been able to put my finger on this. And stripping away the rose-colored glasses, I think 90s kids' movies, for the most part, especially ones that had ensembles like The Sandlot and Little Giants, for some reason, the kids were just better. Right. Like, it's mostly in, like, the comedies. Like, they were actually funny. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people have qualms with that, and they say, the kids are talking like adults. It's like, yeah, that's why it's funny. Yeah. Because they're, like, on equal ground. It's Mm -hmm. not like... Hey, I'm a kid. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying too hard. You mm-hmm. know, like in this movie, there's so many like. They're not crass. Exactly. Yeah. In but terms of yet, they're funny. Yeah, right. exactly. In terms of like visual comedic stuff in this movie, especially dialogue delivery, comedic right. sensibility, and comedic timing. They're, it's just effortless. I it's, think, yeah, they're not over. None of them are overacting in this. No. I love the nothing. No one. None. Go away. Go away. I love all of those kinds yeah. of things because those are the things that we yeah. actually quote or mm-hmm. this pleases me. Yeah, exactly. Those are the things that we quote, mm-hmm. but none of them are really overacted or over no. the top or attention seeking. Yeah. But they're great as, as they are, like which I just, really appreciate. Like they have these, like Keenan Thompson and Sean Weiss, they'll have like facial expressions like as, a, as smart asses. Right. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, like really intimidated by Tony. They're just kind of like when Tony says, yeah, come here. <laughs> Keenan Thompson's like, Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Roy's just like, hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it has to do with the writing, too, because I can imagine. Roy says, give me a hug. Yeah. yeah. W.C. Yeah. Fields has the quote, Tori says, never work with children or animals. I think there's some, I can see where the, the fear yeah. is to work with kids because you write for kids. Because kids can be temperamental, but if you write for kids, sometimes you can't, if you're way far out of the spectrum of understanding the youth of that yeah. time, you don't know how to write for a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know right. who wrote blank check or something like that but it just it just comes off as an adult writing what he thinks a kid will say Judd Apatow was in his 20s when he wrote yeah. this so he still had he had his finger on the pulse of how kids talk because mm-hmm. heavyweights kids talk like that like yeah. they, they do talk I mean they may not be as you know articulate or eloquent as adults yeah I mean not saying that you know adults are articulate or eloquent right. a lot of the time but I think it gets a writer who kind of understands the youth culture mm-hmm. and knowing that, like, okay, I think like, I think a kid could say this convincingly, and they're and all in all, they sound like adults because they have adults writing for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they have a smart, like, funny. Even if he has like a kind of a sinister sense of humor. Yeah. They have a smart, like, funny guy writing for them. Yeah. That and I mean, back just back to it again. Like, I'm gonna reiterate. I can't quite put my finger on why that's the case is with movies like this and and like Little Giants and Mighty Ducks and the Sandlot. Right. But like the kid ensembles were just better. Yeah. Like I, I felt like they, they were all sort of felt like they were wise beyond their years sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like yeah. if you were to talk to the director, they'd be like, oh, yeah, their comedic timing was that of like an adult. 
So I feel like you got that more for some reason at that time. Yeah. But it was definitely, it's probably the best example of it is heavyweights. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, speaking of people who also were interested in the movie, John Favreau wanted to play Pat. Or they approached him to play Pat. He had just lost a bunch of weight, though. But mm-hmm. he's like, I can put it back on. And, and Stephen Brill and Judd Apatow didn't want to make him do it. So that would have been interesting to see John Favreau yeah. join up with Disney early on. He's yeah. a Disney legend now. Yeah. But, or at least according to mm-hmm. Disney, he's a Disney legend. I could see yeah. it. Um, but Pat, John, I could see John Favreau. Very but, interesting. Yeah. But Tom McGowan just, he just, he, he just feels like it. a real person. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, I can. I can pinpoint real people in my life, like by name, who he reminds me of. Whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, he, I can easily see this person. Maybe it's it's just that personal connection Mm -hmm. that I put to it is what makes Tom McGowan so special as Pat Finley. He Mm -hmm. looks like a real guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of my some of my favorite people who mm-hmm. um, they're very selfless. They really care. Mm-hmm. They don't talk down to kids. Are yeah. you ready for the best damn summer of your life? Exactly. Yeah. And he's pumping them up. Yeah, just keep it below 70. I mean, all of that kind of stuff is so clever and cleverly yeah. written. Uh-huh. But he, you know, he delivers it so well in that you believe it. He's likable. He makes you feel good. Um, I like how vulnerable he is. Yeah. Um, you know, he opens up to Jerry and they just have this kind of connection. And mm-hmm. I really, so something I wrote down that I, I made this really cool mm-hmm. connection. I thought you guys would appreciate yeah. because it connects with one of yours and our favorite movies. Yeah. But there's, there's a time when he and Jerry are talking out on the dock and yeah, screw you. We don't need your washboard yeah. abs, you know, all that stuff. And Pat says, still tired of being the fat guy. Yeah. yeah. And it reminded me of, so what? That still doesn't make us good football players. Little yeah. Giants, yeah. From Little Giants. One time yeah. speech, Wait a yeah. Who said you had to be good to play, play football? Exactly. Play football you play football because you want to. You want to. You play football because it's, it's fun. fun. Yeah, and but Jerry kind of delivers a similar yeah. like reassurance and confidence to him, and he's like, "So what, Pat? You're cool. Yeah. Like everybody loves yeah. Pat. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you weigh. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still you're cool yeah. and." that I was like oh I really I really like that and it's a really cool turning point for the movie yeah because everything seems down and they're just mm-hmm. getting ready to pick yeah. themselves when back are we up stand again up for ourselves Pat yeah exactly like, because earlier now, Jerry earlier Pat spoke truth into Jerry's life mm-hmm. yep and now we get to see now it's Pat's turn to be vulnerable he's not just like cool Pat who's just taking all this abuse from yeah. Tony and Lars and the Perkis system and all that stuff like we're getting to see him confide in Jerry the same yeah. way Jerry confided in him. So it really strengthened yeah. that relationship. So another uh, something, uh, another thing that makes me really like Tom McGowan as Pat is Aaron Schwartz was talking about because um, on the commentary during the go- the part where he's pushed where put mowed a lot of mowed a lot of lawns, Jerry mowed a lot, a lot of lawns. lawns. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, he's pushing Jerry in the uh, in the go kart faster, faster, faster. Yeah. Gotta go faster. Uh, Tom McGowan did that while he was ro- while they were rolling, and then Aaron Schwartz wanted him to keep pushing him, and he just pushed him however long Aaron Schwartz wanted to go. That's mm. awesome. So Tom McGowan yeah. would he would do that when they weren't rolling. So Aaron Schwartz would be like, you know, like Tom, can you push me? Because they're like, as they asked, like Judd Apatow was like, did he really like, did he push you off camera too? And he's like, yeah, actually, like we would be hanging out and like. Before we started rolling, like I'd be like, "Hey, can you like can you give me another ride?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll give you another ride." Mm. So like Tom McGowan would still yeah. would still push Aaron Schwartz around the track, mm-hmm. and, and I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, yeah. 
Well, another thing we learned from the commentary is that pretty much all of Tony Perkis's dialogue, as as you saw it in the movie, was basically they just let Ben Stiller go. It's yeah. just Ben Stiller ad libbing and stuff. Yeah. So the fact that a lot of it was absurd and over the top, the it was all Ben Stiller, which mm-hmm. makes complete sense. Like, yeah. as you if you ever watched the Ben Stiller show, as you like watch more of his movies and just how ridiculous he can be. It's like, okay, that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes some of the stuff funnier too. Right. Yeah. The fact that they were completely, they didn't write it that way. It's just the, the actor's creative mind with this character. Yeah. And a lot of, he has a lot of like unconventional ways of saying like, let the man speak. Yeah. <laughs> like he just says, look, a deli meat. A deli meat. See, I'll be doing this by Labor Day. Repulse the monkey. Repulse the monkey. <laughs> Why don't we rock Jerry's world, huh? Yeah, so, yeah. I eat success <laughs> for breakfast with, with skim, skim milk. milk. <laughs> and he actually scared, like, because he wasn't standoffish, but he was like, he was so like intense. He like worked out for like four hours a day and like was took the role really seriously and a lot of that was like him in character like vamping so a lot of stuff he sees like they're, they're like we'd let him roll for like 40 minutes yeah. or he'd go for like 40 minutes then we'd just like repeat have him repeat some of the best stuff but that intensity actually scared like some of the kids and the kids parents away so like kind of him kind of being kind of a psycho uh-huh. was like him kind of being method in a yeah. way like he wasn't like mean towards any of the kids but like he he could i they were saying he could be kind of like intense mm-hmm. on on set yeah. as far as like his preparation yeah goes if if you put you put tony perkis within the context of what this movie is supposed to be right like basically it's a disney movie about these kids empowering themselves at fat camp and he plays this this villain is so ridiculous and over yeah. the top but it doesn't go too far like there's some dark humor in there and that's what makes the role funny is how dark and manic he right. is. And when you bump that up against what the, like the within actual the context, yeah, of within context of the movie, that's why it's funny is that this is supposed to be a Disney kids movie. And, but you have this like kind of over the top villain that's completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it didn't go too far. There's nothing yeah. in there. That's like, Oh, that's a little, that's a little much mm-hmm. like maybe him walking on glass, <laughs> but even, yeah. but even him, even when he does that, he's like, oh, I'm too strong. And when he steps on the glass, he's like, ah, ah, like he's, he's like, like Ow. Ouch. <laughs> everybody having fun. Like, so even, even the, within the intensity and the silliness, Ben Stiller has the self-awareness to make it, to say, this is, this is, ridiculous don't get scared you right. know kind of thing yeah so you know a lot of villains have you know in movies they'll have a weak moment or they'll yeah. have a likable moment right. or they relate to one of the characters yeah. and you can kind of see some humanity in them yeah. kind yeah. of a thing why do you think the writers decided not to have any kind of redeeming moment with tony i think i think i think it would have grounded the movie a bit and i think it would have taken yeah. away from the overall tone of the movie i think they they definitely they, it's not like oh we started one way and it ended up like this it they meant to write something that was off the wall that was edgy yeah that was like because like we've said before it doesn't play like a kid's movie because i think it was just a movie about a fat camp and it's just because originally it was just gonna call be called like Fat Camp, and yeah. it was a movie about a fat camp. And who goes to fat camps? Like 
fat, you know, 11, 12, 13 year old kids. So they're like, what, like, what do you think it would look like if like you take that concept and you kind of make it like a dark comedy? Because Judd Apatow and Ben Stiller worked on the cable guy yeah. and that's a dark comedy. Like that is a dark comedy. Right. So I think he, I think Judd Apatow was kind of working out his sense of humor to see what he could, he yeah. could get away with. So I think it's very, I don't think they want it. Like Matt said, they didn't, had the intention of grounding him yeah. he was just going to be at 11 the yeah. entire time yeah i think i think and i'm only speculating but i i feel like when you're writing something like this and it's like you're trying to go for the most ridiculous scenario possible right. this fat camp is well loved but it goes bankrupt who buys it up a health nut who just wants to make infomercials at the at the uh at the expense call of these kids. Call in order kids. today. Yeah. Call yeah. in order today. Call in order. All right, let's get our hands dirty. Oh, yeah. freak so, And this guy wants to come in and basically torture these kids so that he yeah. can sell infomercials. Like, that idea is so crazy. So your villain has to be so over the top and out mm-hmm. there that kind of, like I said, if you gave him a grounded, like, uh, moment where you kind of felt bad for him, yeah. I feel like it kind of would have taken away from that. Yeah. This is something that, because it feels totally not real, yeah is why it's funny. Yeah. I think it makes it victorious in a way. Like, yeah. you right. can celebrate in the victory that exactly. these kids had mm-hmm. over a nut job who came in and, you know, put Jerry's head on a skinny kid's body <laughs> it's, just it's to me. try and sell his... I'm right. skinny. I'm skinny. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he really was borderline, you know. Yeah. Anyway, but I, I think that it, it allows you as the viewer to celebrate mm-hmm. with the kids yeah. and yeah. that they exactly. overcame this monster and we're still able to take back their Mm -hmm. camp right and pat gets put back on the throne where he belongs Mm -hmm. 18 years like god what have you been doing do the hokey pokey and knock yourself out out. i I got a thing i got i got a thing (laughs) (laughs) um another another way to ground it to take you out of the movie like i said earlier i was watching the um deleted scenes they had deleted scenes and expanded scenes or extended scenes and first off i just want to say the movie we got was the was the perfect amount of Mm -hmm. everything when they trimmed the fat they did no pun intended they did such a great job of cutting out things that were not needed everything in the deleted scenes was either uh extraneous was too over the top took you out of the movie didn't make sense um, or had stupid, like, quote-unquote kids movie moments mm-hmm. that would have taken away from the uh, the way this movie kind of stood on its own. Right. And um, there's this one moment in the softball game, and it's when Jerry gets hit in the back. And in the movie, it's a funny scene. Cause Even they're the getting, best don't win. Exactly, because you have, like, Sometimes. an upbeat song playing, yep. and you've got camp hope just getting their asses kicked in this softball game. There goes game. your perfect game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, come, come on, on baby. baby. Because um, it's slapstick. Uh, exactly. It would set to the music. These kids in a montage getting their butts kicked is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's done comedically. It's like, Philip, what is going on? We're percussizing. Yeah. Um, and oh! Gets hit he gets head. hit in the head. Yeah. But in the deleted scenes, uh, it's, it, the deleted scenes actually called Jerry crying. And Jerry gets hit in the back. And Roy's like, Jerry, you okay, man? He's like... I hate this camp, Roy. And I'm like, I don't like this at all. This yeah. completely changes the tone of the scene, yep. and it grounds it. Like yeah. it, it grounds it in a way that I don't want it grounded. Yeah. Well, you know that the kids don't like Tony Perkis, but the fact that you don't, 
I don't want to see them miserable, though. I yeah. don't want to see their misery. Yeah. I mean, you get like when you get Jerry riding to his grandma, kind of mocking Platoon. That's the extent. It's satire. Yeah. yeah. Because you know they're they're so deprived yeah. of what they want to eat. I want <laughs> meat. Let's get it. <laughs> start chasing the cow. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Like within the realm of that, because it's juxtaposed. Like not so much juxtaposed, but it's it's up against kind of what you just saw, like the slapstick, funny. Yeah. You know. They're getting their butts kicked, and it's almost like, oh, okay, this is funny because it adds to the dark humor of it. But if like, if you have like, you don't have it if you don't mm-hmm. balance it with like the levity yeah. that it needs for like a kids movie, you end up getting something to where like, okay, this went from being a dark comedy just yeah. to like being dark because there's no, it's not humorous. I like I like that as an audience, you know, they don't like it, but you don't see it getting to them. Yeah, like if you were show them miserable. It's like I said, it grounds it in a movie that doesn't need any grounding in reality. It's mm-hmm. a completely off-the-wall scenario. Mm-hmm. A, it completely takes away the, the tone of that softball scene. B, again, we don't. I don't want to see them miserable. Yeah. Like it was just. Plus, it was. It's such a corny cheat. It was such a corny cheesy thing, and mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, just, I'm glad you kept that out. Yeah. So the movie we got. I was not longing for any of the scenes that I watched because I was like, we got everything we needed to. And it shaped it into a perfectly good movie that we remember now. Instead of some of these scenes could have been, you know, could have been the deciding factors and completely changing the way we look at this movie. Well, and instead of being miserable, it was more about things just being unfair. Yeah, Um, exactly. And I kind of liked that in it. Mm -hmm. And it also gave us a chance to really appreciate the connection of all yeah. the kids how welcoming they were of jerry on yeah. his very first exactly. day exactly um, it that. made me think about how they've been coming a lot of these kids have been coming there for years i mean yeah. pat gets off the bus in the beginning of the movie he's like hey everybody fill up yep. you know Phil, does a special do yep, yeah does a special little you know shake yeah. to him meaning he knows these kids yep. they've obviously been there at least one year right so they like it they keep coming back but this changes because you know the bushkins You'll get it. Yeah, Hi. you'll get it. You're going to love these people. Hi. Hi. On the first day, they all yeah. know it, a.k.a. they've it. all been there. Yep. And they keep returning because it's great. Yep. And I I love that factor that mm-hmm. plays into they want to take back what's theirs. This mm-hmm. is unfair. They're not soaking in misery as much as it's like. They're pissed off. Yeah. yeah. And somebody's taken away something that's important to me. Still strong in, in, in their beliefs and stuff. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so... Let's get into what we've been hinting at this whole time. The reason the three of us connected so early on it in our friendship and why we still can connect through it. Let's talk. Yes. Before, before you get into yes. it, I do <laughs> want to point out one more thing before we get into quotes uh-huh. because I feel like the rest of this episode just can be quotes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it will explain why we love these quotes. Right. Uh, so please don't switch it off, people. Yes. Um, but um, one thing I love is the sound editing, too. Yeah. Like, you're... <laughs> The, the scene where they're pulling in at Camp Hope and you have Sims like at, at the right. gate waving it and it's like this this gong that's almost this foreshadowing of ominous, the, uh, like, ominous of what's to come or whatever yeah. and that's just hilarious as a kid because just this kid who's at the gate just, just shaking, shaking his, his head, head back you know, and forth. like you don't want to be here and then when um, when Tony is with Roy and he's they're like emptying out all the candy and stuff like that and when he finds uh uh, looks like my man's pecking Pez. when he finds Roy's Pez in his uh, in his uh, sock, mm-hmm. and he empties out the candy. It makes bullet shell noises on yes. the ground, and I'm like, "That's brilliant!" Drop back, sucker! Drop back, sucker! Yeah, um, but okay. So 
here's the part, like Matt said, stick with us. I know, I don't know, some of you out there may not like it when people just incessantly quote something, but we're going to... Get over it. Yeah, get over (laughs) it. We're going to explain, like, why we like these quotes. Maybe a memory, too, that's attached to it. But, Jess, we'll start with you. Um, In no particular order, I know you'll probably throw some other ones in there, and that's okay. Uh, This can go either or, whether it's what you think are the best, your favorite, or ones you use all the time. What are some of your, like favorite like five heavyweights quotes man it's hard to narrow them down but first yeah. one that came to mind is this pleases me this, this pleases me <laughs> use it all the we do we just, the three of us yeah, in particular exactly. use that all the time mm-hmm. josh i just saw the new mer- nurse and she's very, very attractive this pleases me i mean even his timing the fact that he doesn't yeah. respond right away yeah. and that he gives it a nod like all right, and that's your that's me. your introduction to Josh. Yes, yeah, because yeah, he's so one of the heavy hitters of yeah. this movie exactly. between As he and Pat Roy said, and he's a camp legend. Jerry, yeah, yeah. that's exactly. right. But you know, just between the three of them, there were so many good ones with mm-hmm. Lars. Yeah, you broke up my camera. Oh, Please put I your fat finger down. Laugh so hard <laughs> at that. You broke up my camera. <laughs> it's like you said, Stephen, in the beginning. Pretty much everything that Lars says and mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Um, my sister Annie and I particularly love Lars during the dance. Yes. yes. He doesn't have a lot to say, but if you look in the background in particular, he's moving and he's dancing, and, and his dance moves are so hilarious, and mm-hmm. there's some that we still yes. will um, we'll, we'll perform Especially them at a wedding love, or love whatever. Machine comes on. Yeah. Yes, and he's doing his thing yeah. that we're all sitting here in our chairs <laughs> doing right now, Jeremy's and it's doing so it right good. Now. Yep. Yeah. It's so good. Jeremy's in the waiting room over there. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, Jer- Jeremy has a quote. Do it to it, Lars. <laughs> Do it to it, Lars. I say that so many times in my head yeah. throughout the course of a day. Exactly. <laughs> well, this is kind of a an under-the-radar one, but mm-hmm. I think about this one in my head all the time mm-hmm. because I have three kids, and sometimes they just... They'll push your buttons, or yep. they'll they'll all you know they'll all be talking at Some the same time. Some rats are gonna die today. Exactly. <laughs> it's Matilda, which they love Matilda also. In fact, they watched it this morning. <laughs> but um, I did not send you to go kart camp. camp. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's such an underrated. There's, no one's gonna know that line, so but I think about that in my head exactly. all the time. Like, but mom, I don't want Honey Nut Cheerio. I did, I did not, not send, send you to go kart camp. camp. <laughs> I love. There's so many great small, like I'll. Like like I just said when Roy went hmm, like yeah. I'll do that sometimes. Like a big hmm, or or uh, I do a lot of Nicholas ones where it's like, or you hear like it's it's surveying after they have this big blowout after they yeah. they take Tony hostage and prisoner or whatever and they're taking the camp back. They have this big camp party blowout and, and the morning after everybody's splayed out and there's food everywhere and the, and the, 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 ca- the camera's going. surveying the scene and you just hear a fart and you just hear off camera excuse me it's the <laughs> little me. british boy nicholas there's so many great say, small I, stuff yeah. thank you jerry thank you jerry <laughs> sorry i interrupted you no yeah. not at all um some of them we've already said but you you guys and i mm-hmm. always say nothing no nothing. Go, go away go away food wrapper that's I, one of my favorite. Who's in com- there? What have you got? Because the thing I, is, we'll, we'll quote entire sequences. Yeah. So that whole sequence we will quote. Yeah. That's, and that introduced me to one of my favorite comedic devices. When someone is trying, when someone knows there's somewhere they shouldn't be, and someone's like, who's in there? And they're like, nobody. <laughs> 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 I love when that happens. And it doesn't happen often in movies, right. but I, I always love, look at heavyweights I, I as love introducing this. me oh. to that. Nobody's in here. <laughs> that sort of, <laughs> right. to that sort of comedic device. 
uh, uh, I found it. it. <laughs> yeah, right. You found it. Give me a little putt. We quote that one quite right. a bit. I want to tell you, but you can't keep it a secret. secret. Dan, but I won't candy's another one. Yep. Um, but I had to put that one in there because it's mm-hmm. one that specifically yeah. we quote yeah. all oh, yeah. the time. I had yeah. some honorable mentions like, oh, look, a, a deli, deli meat classic. You know, um, you're fatter than I am. Why don't you go yes. to the camp? <laughs> you show your father some respect. <laughs> I love That's not kind, Jerry. Right. I, <laughs> I love Johnson. that one. Um, I also put, you know, I eat success Just for breakfast. breakfast. And skim, skim milk. milk. And my sister and I always quote, um, the key word here is value. Do you have any? No way. Because you're a loser. Yeah. A loser, loser with a skinny, skinny wiener. wiener. Now repeat after me. I am a loser. I, I smell. I have no friends. friends. Shut, Shut that off. But my sister and I quote wow. that one all the time. Oh, I just, I just, sorry, go ahead. Nope. I, I mean, I have a bunch, but I'm yeah. a, I want to hear what you guys have. Yeah. I just, I just, one of my honorable mentions, I just remembered is no, nine is German for no. Yeah. yeah. You, I say, mm. I, I'll rant. Because we've seen the, we've seen this movie so many times that nine I'll just the answer? <laughs> I could just be I could be doing dishes and I just randomly go nine is German for no but mine I think so I want to give some Lars quotes that I yep. saw in a uh, in a deleted scene mm-hmm. that I thought were yeah. hilarious let her rip so in uh, hanged in let her rip but Christmas vacation it's callback um. But the so the scene where Sam goes, look out for Salami Sam, and he he does like the cannonball, and it cuts right to Lars saying, "Don't drink the water, he peed in it." Yeah. Like the actual scene is when he go when Sam goes, "Watch out for Salami Sam." He jumps in, and Lars like scurries over, points him in the water, and it's like, "Stop horsing around! You're gonna horse yourself around into the morgue." <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I, laughed, that. I laughed Dang so it. hard. Because <laughs> he's like, stop horsing around. You're going to horse yourself around into the morgue. And uh, and he was walking along the docks and pushes some kids in. And, and Jerry Except and, for Josh. Yeah. Except for which Josh. Which I think is hilarious. And yeah. I love watching Josh in yeah. the background just, just kind of his head up, like not lackadaisical. giving a crap. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good, though, because yeah. it's in character. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. There's Sorry. No, that's okay. There's, there's two yes, more but there, not Josh. It's so funny. And there's another line to where uh, Jerry and I wrote it down. Jerry and Roy are like, hey, Lars, when are you going to bring the blob out? And uh, Lars is like, I have no information concerning this blob. Now get back in the lake and, and tread water for 10 minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so specific. <laughs> so those were a couple honorable mention Lars ones uh-huh. that were in the deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but my five that I wrote down, because I really could go with anything. Right. But, uh, Lars, where are you from? Far away. away. I just love the way his his it, face it just changes. Su- such a sinister <laughs> musical cue yep. that it's just focusing. Far away. <laughs> his, we already his, know each other's names. We already know each other's names. His, his, face, his face quickly goes from a smile to like, to like very serious. <laughs> far will end you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, and if plus, you, you got to give kudos to Keenan Thompson. Yeah, his reaction. Just his reaction. They they called it on set his Bill Cosby reaction because yeah. he would always do a Bill Cosby impression. So when he's like. Gah. In the like, commentary, Judd Apatow's like, oh, there's Keenan doing Bill Cosby, <laughs> which made it even funnier. Yeah, um, I like that, actually. And so that one, uh, sorry to hear about your little Good friend, friend Josh. Josh. Yep. Yeah, he's uh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, when I, was, I told Matt earlier, I was thinking, I had a quote in my head today, 
And what's great is as many times as you've seen this, sometimes what helps peeling that onion back is if you sit and dissect the quote <laughs> and you laugh at just how ridiculous. I uh, heard about your little friend Josh. Oh, yeah, no, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. It's just, it's just so flippant about yeah. the potential death of a child. In the deleted scene, they, they're like, you can't be serious. I'm like, I'm glad they didn't keep that because it makes it way funnier when it's just boom, boom. Yeah. And they don't, you don't hear the kid's yeah. response because you almost, it's like, he's just some crazy lunch man. No one, the kids aren't even paying any mind to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I see the president of the United States of America. <laughs> he's from, he's England. from England. <laughs> he's from, I see a famous rap star. Keenan's <laughs> like, huh? He's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's so out of touch. Um, let's see. Even Jerry knows that because Jerry mm-hmm. is one of the first characters to roll his eyes. Yeah, exactly. During yeah, that yeah, sequence. Even and he's like the new it. kid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and yet well, even Jerry knows that he's from England, yes, ironically exactly. enough. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. The, fir- the, the, bus. <laughs> <laughs> the line that I remember as a kid making me just die hysterically laughing was, Don't pee in the water! Don't, Don't drink, drink the water! He peed in it! See, it's off screen is yeah. why I think it was so funny to me as a kid. What What's great is, like... That, that being so close together, you mm-hmm. just kind of hear the quote and you think, oh, okay, it's a, but if you watch Tom Hodges and yeah. you see his reaction, he's like, don't drink the water. He's like, he's like making a hand motion. And then you see him kind of like, he's like, come, like, come on, man. Like, don't drink the water. He peed in it. Cause like, cause because it's off screen in your brain, you're imagining it. <laughs> yeah. Like some kid is drinking pee water, like, <laughs> like not paying attention. Don't drink the water. He peed in Don't it. pee in the water. Don't drink the water. He peed <laughs> <laughs> um uh what uh and then my fifth one is congratulations mrs sims, sims. You're, you're the, the fattest, fattest boy in camp get down <laughs> oh Aww. man i have to all right get on the scale yeah, son get, get off, off the scale, scale. <laughs> that's another one of my favorites sorry uh, it just reminded me of that <laughs> no that's okay <laughs> oh very fat i see talking about the talking of uh roy mm, oh, very man. fat i see um so you guys said the Boy, whole story. Jeremy, you feel like I I s- you want to say something? Yes, yes. Bears love, love oh, honey. Yes, of course. Honey, honey. That's, that's one that we've I'll been. I'll say. I'll think about that's that. That's one we've been lot. quoting just in the last few years because honey. again, the three of us will just go, honey. Well, we were <laughs> we were at a uh, one of our little brother's plays when he was in high school, and uh, the people, the characters on stage were like. Honey, please. And I lean over to Steven and I'm like, honey. <laughs> Bears. <laughs> Love honey. honey. I have candy. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, candy. good boy, you come to free me. Oh, gets oh. In the nuts. <laughs> I'll see you on hell. <laughs> I'm with you. He tells kids, I I'll see you. I love you. you. <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> no bears, huh? <laughs> or, it's or, just a little deer. He's having no decency. Help me. <laughs> but like when they first no, approach him. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> during like the blowout, when they first approach him, their faces are all painted. And all you see is this walk-up shot of the camera. And you see Lar- hear Lars go, ah! Yeah. And he's like, you get deported. I'm with you. I, I love, love you. <laughs> uh, it's just so silly. Like you guys said, some of the best, like Lars ones. Yeah. Um, and I was gonna say the bears love honey, but Jeremy just oh, said it. Sorry. No, that's okay. It um, was gonna come up. <laughs> but uh, yeah. um, 
So I will tack on to what you guys said because we just, not just the far away, but that whole sequence. And uh, now let's play the fun, fun game, game where we get to know each other's names. We already, we already know each other's names. names. Silence! <laughs> uh, I, lo- I, I love Josh's, just, we already know each other's names. Like they're just, they're like, this is bullshit. We're not, we're not going to respond right. to this. Oh, I uh, didn't know I was messing with, with a, a man. man. <laughs> Even that response is really right. quick and he exactly. delivers it really and well. Which, late, the later. Seymour Butts joke. Right. And, like, it, funny little tidbit. Yeah. So, as we were mentioning earlier, yeah. obviously with the Disney release, you can tell in the movie that there were things dubbed over right. from, like, the theatrical yeah. Relief, yeah. release. We mentioned a couple of and them. And so, that, yeah. that, that Seymour Butts joke, I have here what the actual joke Josh was that they right. dubbed over. Yeah. And so, uh, when... Uh, when Tony asks, like, who's he's like, or no, when Josh is like, I'll tell you whose candy it is. It's the candy belongs to Peter Fitz. He's like, Peter Fitz, who's Peter Fitz? Who's Peter Fitz? And Josh says, Anyone's Peter Fitz if you push hard enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the actual <laughs> joke. That's so funny, not, but you know, a little not very a little good too, for the house of mouse. A little too yeah. ribald. <laughs> so now that you know that, when you watch it, listeners, you can look for Peter Fitz. Anyone's Peter Fitz if who's you push Peter hard Fitz? enough. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Peter Fitz? <laughs> Anyone's Peter Fitz if you push hard enough. Yeah. Um, I love... So one thing, one that I have always thought was funny is the whole sequence. So in the movie, of course, they take Lars... Not Lars. They take Tony hostage. Yes. And uh, they have him in an electric... Like behind an electric fence. <laughs> like an electric cage. And Nicholas is the guard. <laughs> at least yeah. in this... Uh, yes. Parents, I parents, think I know what you're it's going. It's parents' yeah. day. Yeah. And Nicholas specifically like is in charge because his parents aren't going to come from England. Um, But uh, like Tony is just taking the bug zapper out, which is powering the electric fence. And he like starts fashioning this piece of aluminum into a Hershey kiss. And he's like, he's like, you're a good guard, Nicholas strong. Your queen would be proud. And that's just so (laughs) like, it's so like just, just strange. But he's like, for you, I have this chocolate kiss. Mm. Yummy, chocolatious. <laughs> He's Chocolate. like, throw it over. He's like, but it would smoosh. <laughs> I <laughs> say, <laughs> that's the one I say all the time. <laughs> was, um, and then, <laughs> and then he. I thought this was scary as a kid, but he, yeah, he, he kind of gets Nicholas in a headlock in front of the fence. He's like, looks like London Bridge is falling <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> looks like, oh, it looks like London Bridge is falling down. <laughs> <laughs> and to know that all of that is improvised yeah. is oh. so funny to me. Yes, Jeremy. Yes, Jeremy. Yes. Something I really (laughs) love about Tony Perkis and really just Ben Stiller in general is that he is just, he is a toy box of bully lines. Yes. (laughs) If you just want to be a bully in your life, (laughs) you can watch any Ben Stiller movie. Yes. And just. He was white Goodman before he was, like, before Dodgeball. Yeah. He is so funny. Right. Like if, it, if anybody who says that Ben Stiller is an idiot or is not funny no. doesn't pay attention. No, absolutely. Like he plays the same guy. He is really funny. His quips and little sayings are yeah. so they're stupid. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. absolutely stupid, but they're hilarious I know when each done in the and right every context. One of you because I was you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had they had in one in one of the spiels he like in one of the parts where he's like in the in the big part where um where he's like, they're all at the campfire, and he's like in this black cloak or whatever, and he's walking around. He was like, "No, each and every one of you, because I was you." That was one of the instances where they had Ben Stiller just vamp, and one of the things he did 
His he he Judd Apatow was saying he or Stephen Burrell was saying he had a line to where he was like, I want all of you to put your candies on the fire. You will have immunity if you do it. <laughs> yeah. Like like I see you have this candy. <laughs> yes. If you put it on the fire, you won't be punished. Yeah. That's so I'm sure they just replaced it with the with the ooh, look at this treasure trove. Mm-hmm. Like his word choices yeah. and his his phrasing of things. It's all I love you need how is Father Sky, Mother Earth. Earth. And your and dear, dear old Uncle Tony. Tony. Mixes up Anyone the, who brings Kenny to this camp is not your friend. He's, he's a destroyer. The way Father Maury Garner doesn't want to hear his son is a destroyer. Garner, Gerald, age 11, 141 pounds. That it's just proof how like how over, how sinister that character is. Right. That he's probably has a good vocabulary. He's well read, and he's just right. like over the top. Um, I'll say, because we hit all the best ones, yeah. I'll say one more that I really, really like. So, again, Paul Feig in this, in, in this movie, and he plays another, like, all the counselors are likable, like yeah. the Camp Hope ones. Uh, he plays a counselor, Tim, who's skinny, and the fat kids give him shit for it because he's skinny. <laughs> he used to be fat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, like, like Roy said, he's cool. We just like to give him a lot of grief about yeah. it. Um, but they're about to play softball. And um, he's talking about split, like he's talking about like the teams stuff like that. Yeah. And Nicholas is like, "This is kind of like cricket." He's <laughs> like, "It's not like cricket. It's not kind of like cricket. It is cricket." <laughs> it's like he doesn't try to explain the yeah. differences. He doesn't like take a pause or, or like do like like looking at the other kids like like what's up with this kid. Yeah. He's just straight up deadpan. It's not kind of like cricket. It is cricket. All right, Philip. Sorry, I took your Wheaties this morning. All right, what a hustle, <laughs> Sims. What a hustle. <laughs> They're all just ambling out. Like, Sims got his Tim, head down. take me out. <laughs> um, Sugar-free punch. This, this bites. bites. So keep your eye on the ball. And I have no, no idea, idea what, what I'm talking about. about. Yeah. Like, it's so, like, it's I love so it. great. Yep. Um, but one thing I will say is, is one of the things that makes me happy about this movie, and we'll kind of close out here. Um, we have to mention, Lars. Shouldn't you be watching them? Well, I have them on oh, the body system. Yes, the the top What's the body, body system? system. Body, 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 body. He yells it again. Body, body, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I figured we'd be remiss if we didn't bring yeah, up the body system. A very strong man or powerful man, man. Lars. Lars would you excuse, excuse me? me? Yes, or with much, much difficulty. difficulty. <laughs> um, or one last Josh one, if yes, I could. Yes. Um, after Josh was, was bad. bad. <laughs> now. Josh. Now no, good. But must, must be. be good to see, see my face again. again. <laughs> no, but when they're. So, Josh, what was it like on the outside? It was great. You know, he's talking about all yeah, the food yeah. that he. I went to, to the. Sizzle. You know, that all you need buffet. Close the place down. I love he, that line too. That's he gets, one of my favorites. Because he gets kicked out of camp by Tony because he insulted Tony. Yeah. But then Josh's dad. However, was, my dad is a lawyer. He threatened <laughs> to sue the place. He called Perkis up, threatened to sue the place, and Perkis caved. Was cave, uh, was it cave, like cave Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Bowl. I always yeah. loved that it cave, cave like the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so I always loved that delivery. Josh is great. Of course, he's Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks. Yep. Um, but. Uh, just kind of rounding it out here one thing that i love is the appreciation for the movie the people who are in the movie yeah because you look at a guy like judd apatow look at a guy like steven brill who's still mm-hmm. in moderate success you know being in the happy madison movies you look at alan covert who he's one of he's part of 
Adam Sandler's mm. crew. These it's, people it's got the, bigger. Paul yeah. Fee. Yeah. Ben Stiller. No matter who they are, they still... And what made me happy is especially Judd Apatow and Paul Feig, they will still speak glowingly mm-hmm. of the movie. They will still speak about how much it's one of their favorite movies to work on. They'll still speak about kind of they still get people coming up to them, telling them their favorite line and everything like that. So I, I love as a – I've been a fan since I was a kid, and it's one of those things where you don't know if the people who worked on something, especially if they got bigger, something you love, if they still like – they still enjoy it, especially if it's like a cult classic kids movie like this. And it just, it made me, it makes me happy to hear that. Yeah. They still, they still love it and they still mm-hmm. enjoy it and they still speak glowingly of working on it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's like I said, in the mortal Kombat episode, I was talking about that cast. They, you can, it, what makes this movie kind of like that. And the respect that I talked about it um, on that episode was it makes you enjoy it even more to know that everyone loves it mm-hmm. and had a good time and doesn't have any bad yeah. stories and has a great appreciation for yep. it. So that's that just I already love this movie so much, but that just seals it for me when you find out that everyone that was on it still likes it. Right. Yep. But it's special. Yeah. It is it's, special. It's special. It's been special for us. If you're listening, it's obviously been special to you. Mm-hmm. Like we said, it's it it warms our hearts to meet people who know it and who love it. Yeah. Um, because we still feel like it's a fringe movie, but more people than we know love it. Jess, thanks for joining us. What are you doing over there? <laughs> what are you, you doing? You frightened our guest. I frightened myself. <laughs> yeah, well, you're very yeah. skittish like a squirrel. Yes. Like I was saying, Jess, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank thanks. you for being so back much. on. What a Not, way to round out the season. Yeah. Not that yeah. you were going to say no. Right. Oh, absolutely. I was so excited. Yeah. I thought, no way. You guys picked me to do this yeah, one, to do course. heavyweights, because this is... This is big deal. It is. We I'm, love heavyweights. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be candid. I actually reached out to Tom Hodges first, who yeah. played Lars, um, but he didn't respond. So, hello, second choice. Yeah. Well, you know, Hon- if I'm going to follow somebody, I'd yeah. love, you know. Honestly, yeah. we would have asked you anyway, even if, if he had if, said if yes, just Lars. so you could be with us to talk to yeah. Lars. Oh, man. That would have been great. Yeah. Not sure if I could hold it together and keep right. a steady hand, but. Yeah. Exactly. Now that would have been awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for having yeah, me. Yeah, of Definitely. course. It's great to have you on again. Funny thing, just uh, a few days ago was the year anniversary that the scores, the movie scores episode dropped. Oh yeah. So the year anniversary of your first appearance hey. on the show. Yeah. So, awesome. Might yeah. have to go give it a re-listen now. Oh yeah. Such a you can hear me crying about angels in the outfield. <laughs> yeah. And you should too. And call in order today. Call in order exactly. Today. Thank you everybody out there for making season two just it great like i mean we didn't have as many episodes as season one but like thanks to you the listeners downloads spiked up listenership yeah. spiked up july's all, been a good month exactly Very we, good month. we've had some good good months and it's all because of you listeners out there your support keep it coming go to our back catalog go to our archives let us know what some of your favorite episodes are. Let us know yeah. what you want to hear in season three. Again, we're going to take August off and come back and be that much better for all of you out there. So thank you so much for a great season two. We'll see you in season three. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Don't let anybody sign your checks. And we'll see you next season. Thanks for the best damn summer of my life. Thank you.
This concludes our broadcast day.